All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and please be joined by my colleague at Buff Zone, Pat Rooney. And Pat, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Mr. Howell. How are you doing? Big road trip ahead. Big road trip, and you know, I feel like we say this every week, but again, hard to believe it's week four already. I mean, the Buffs, this is flying by, but uh, conference play uh, starts this week, and it's the last run through the Pac-12 conference for the Colorado Buffaloes and the Oregon Ducks as uh, they head their separate ways next year. Obviously, Colorado going to the Big 12 and Oregon heading off to the Big 10 after this year. So uh, this could be the last trip to Oregon for a long time for myself and the Buffalo. So um, a little sad about that. Um, I can't remember. Do you get one of these in basketball? Do you go to Oregon? Yeah, I do. Um, and, you know, maybe before we get into the matchup, it's interesting because we're going into the last round of this Pac-12 travel for us. Uh, you'll be going out this week to, to Eugene. I will have a basketball trip. Um, what are you going to, you know, just the, the traveling aspect, whether it's an arena or a city or a venue, whatever it is, uh, what, what aspect of Pac-12 traveling are you going to miss the most? Yeah, I, I enjoy a lot of the cities in the Pac-12, and um, I think it's been a fun conference to cover in large part because of the places you get to go. And you know, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Los Angeles, so I'm not going to miss that trip. But um, I am going to miss Oregon, and I'm going to miss the Washington. Um, maybe not so much Pullman, but I'll miss going to Seattle. You know, I, I love Oregon and Seattle; those are two of my favorite states uh, in the country. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to miss these trips going to the Pacific Northwest and the Bay area. I love the Bay area as well. Yeah, I, I, I'd say the same. Um, Seattle's probably my favorite of the circuit. Uh, so I, I'm going to miss going there. We'll definitely uh, try to take it in this year. I like, I like, um, I like Berkeley a lot on that half of the Bay area trip, but, you know, I will say I, I've got a dear friend who lives in that area. I usually get to catch up with. Uh, so that's a nice little, perk i'll admit but i like that area as well and then you know I'll, I'll tell you when i'm in eugene uh in february january the weather is always miserable um yeah and maybe you've had better luck in the football season it's beautiful it's awesome uh i i, I love going to both both venues there for sure uh, but I don't think in, in eight years on the beat i've probably seen maybe 10 minutes of sun uh on those trips so yeah, I, I I think it was the trip two years ago to Eugene. I remember it just being spectacular. I remember taking a, a picture from the press box of how gorgeous it was. Um, just the leaves were changing and all that, and I, I had good weather, and uh, the weather's supposed to be uh, pretty good this weekend. I mean, 78 and, on Friday out there and 71 on Saturday for game day. So that's Yeah, if good. I recall, the 2016 game they won with uh, Steven Montez running the show, the big win up there was – was was pretty nice weather as well so um i've never had uh a day like that in in oregon over all these years i i wish i could say otherwise but well and i've had the opposite you know when you go out on the coast i've had some of the nasty windy rainy days but um you know it is i would rather go to oregon in september than february that's for sure <laughs> so but Plenty of time to uh, talk about the poor demise of the Pac-12 as this year goes on. But obviously a huge showdown this week, Brian, um, that you will get to take in there in Eugene. 19th-ranked Buffaloes, 10th-ranked Oregon. 
what do the Buffaloes have to do to go in there and 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 not just have a good, good showing, but shock the world yet again? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot they have to do, and you know, obviously, we know that they're not a uh, a complete product at this point. And um, you know, first thing I want to point out that it's a it's a rare matchup of uh, ranked teams. I mean, this is the first time, or only the fifth time, since the Buffs have been in the Pac-12 that they've been involved in a, in a matchup of two ranked teams, and the other four were those last four games of 2016. So uh, this is pretty rare for them to be involved in a game like this. And so um, it makes it more exciting. Obviously, uh, you know, it's going to be on ABC. So all eyes are, of course, on the Deion Sanders-led buffs. But, you know, it's funny. When, whenever we've kind of talked about some of the flaws in this team, uh, you know, we get the some of the, the, the newer CU fans that will, you know, label us haters, things like that. But, Frankly, if you just listen to Deion Sanders, he's talked about a lot of the flaws. I mean, they struggled running the football. He's like, we've got to get better doing that. Defensively, you know, he his term the other day was at times we play like hot garbage uh, on defense, and they have. You know, they've they've made up for it with uh, you know some turnovers, uh, some takeaways they've had that have been you know very timely. But um, they've been gashed a little bit on defense. They haven't run the ball well, and. His own son Shadur has not, uh, you know, been clean a whole lot this year. He's been the the most sacked quarterback in the country. So they have their flaws, and I think that as we get into Pac-12 play, and especially these next two weeks, like Oregon, and then you got number five USC next week, um, two top ten teams in the country, they can expose some of those flaws more so than the first three opponents they've had. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we saw what Colorado State was able to do against. See you, you know, really gashing them, especially on the underneath routes. Uh, Charles Kelly chalked it up a lot to uh, just missed tackling. You know, the first guy misses in those situations, it kind of hung out to dry, and there's usually open space in front of the receiver. So, um, but a lot of times those guys were also running wide open too. Uh, they've got to make it harder for Bo Nix to. Have a good day. You know, um, it was it, it, it was easy at times for Colorado State last week. You know, whether it's uh, an improved pass rush that, that that gets some pressure on Knicks, or you know, tightening that up at the front of that pass coverage, uh, they've got to do something to to make it a little bit more difficult than we saw last week against Colorado State. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you got to give CSU credit. You know, and they've got some good players. And I know that this guy's not you know real popular among CU fans, but um, you know, Mohamed Kamara uh, was a beast the other day, and he uh, you know, had a couple sacks and kind of you know had his way at times with the CU offensive line. And you know, Oregon's got guys that are just as good or better than him, and more of them. And so uh, you know, they've got to show up the pass protection, but they've also got to find a way, like you said, to get to Bo Nix. And the the bus defense has done a better job the last two weeks of uh, creating some havoc plays, getting in the backfield, making some plays. They had three sacks the other night. And so those are positive signs, but they need a lot of those things to happen against Oregon, I think. Yeah, really, uh, to touch on CSU and one of your points, um, you know, I thought Torrey Horton was amazing. What a ball game that guy had. Um, you know, 16 catches, 133 yards through the pass, nearly tracked down Shiloh Sanders on that interception, I believe. Um, and uh, it was, uh, you know, definitely had the look of somebody that's going to be playing on Sundays in the near future. Um, but uh, Oregon has a few guys that can do that. And uh, if I, you know, you know, for me, they got to do something to make Nick's uncomfortable, um, get, you know, hands in his face get him off his feet a little, get him off his spot a little bit. 
Um, I know he's a good athlete. He can move real well, but, um, you know, especially with Travis Hunter out of that defense, you know, I think it's going to be a bigger loss for the Buffs for him on defense than on offense. Um, you know, I think one way you make up for that is, is to try to make some of those things uncomfortable for Knicks. Yeah. Which is not easy because he's, uh, right. one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the country. I mean, uh, we saw, I know, um, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Fowler Nicolosi for CSU. I know he threw three picks, uh, but he looked really good most of the game uh, the other night, and that was his second career start. Bo Nix is a fifth year uh, senior, you know, making it. You know, he's played at Auburn, played at Oregon, was a Heisman candidate last year, and you know, was playing phenomenal. I mean, uh, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, his completion percentage is almost seventy eight percent. Shadur Sanders is seventy nine, uh, so he's right up there. And uh, they've had zero turnovers. They're, they're one of only two teams in the country, along with Penn State, that hasn't turned the ball over yet. And so they play good, clean football on offense. And so it's going to be tough to rattle him, but you, you have to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, you mentioned the turnovers. It's going to be an interesting contrast. We've talked about the defensive struggles, but uh, as I wrote about a little bit today and as Buff fans have seen, they've done a really good job of creating takeaways and, and really quality ones as well. I know Nebraska maybe put the ball on the ground carelessly a few times, but these have been, you know, really, you know, you know, really good plays on a lot of these interceptions and, and some of the other fumbles and, uh, but going against an Oregon team that does not turn the ball over as well as, you know, all things being equal. And is that maybe as, as simple as this game will come down to is the winner of the turnover battle in this going to be the winner on the uh, scoreboard when it's all over? Yeah, I think it could, because, you know, when you look at CU's defense so far, um, they've had trouble stopping people and uh, what they've done defensively is they've come up with those, those timely turnovers and that's what stopped the opponent. You know, a lot of these turnovers have come in the red zone after the opponent's already driven down and now uh, they come up with a nice turnover um, but if Oregon's not turning it over and they're and they're instead getting points, uh, I, I think that can make a big difference. And then if it comes to that, obviously the onus will be on the offense to pick up the slack and, and, and keep pace on the scoreboard. Certainly they're capable. We've seen this team be explosive in all three games. Um, but as, as you've talked about a little bit this week um, and, and have, have asked in our, our media sessions, is, uh, you know, last couple of weeks that offense has had a little bit of a slow start before they started getting rolling. Maybe can't afford that this week. We got to see that offense get off on, uh, you know, kind of the fast track out of the gate this week. Yeah, and it, you, even Coach Prime said, he goes, I'm tired of that. You know, I'm tired of seeing that. Uh, we got to get going here. And um, they've really struggled out of the gates, uh, you know, the last two weeks, and um, particularly against CSU. I mean, they, you know, for a while, Shiloh Sanders' interception return was the only points they had. And then they were able to get that one touchdown, but uh, you know, before the half, but you know, it was, it was just kind of a struggle offensively for them. And then they finally got something going. And I think the biggest thing that's going to help them Pat to me is they got to get a run game going at some point here. And, you know, we don't know. It sounds like Alton McCaskill might make his debut this week. Uh, Coach prime said, it sounds like he's, he looks like he might be ready. Uh, this is a guy that we've been all waiting to see. Uh, and they brought him in to be the guy. And, you know, he was the American Conference Freshman of the Year two years ago at Houston, missed all of last year with a torn ACL. They haven't felt like he's been ready yet, but finally took that yellow jersey off this week. And if he plays, 
I think he can be a difference maker in that run game, but uh, they're not running the football very well, and they've got to, if, I think, if they want to get that offense going and and take some pressure off of Shador. Yeah, and as uh, as Coach Prime alluded to this week, it, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a balanced attack. They don't need a 50-50 ratio. They, they probably don't even need 60-40. It's about being more efficient in that run game and being more of a threat in that run game and being more consistent in that run game, especially with the pass rush that Shadur Sanders has been facing. If they can get a run game going, you know, a lot of those pass rushers right now are, are kind of able to pin their ears back and just go for it. Uh, if you get a run game going, that puts them at least, you know, little bit on their heels they can't you know concentrate so much on that pass rush up front so getting that going and it, you know if Alton McCaskill gets going I'm really interested to see uh what kind of things they come up with him and Dylan Edwards in the mix um obviously two different styles and, and Edwards we've seen what he can do in the passing game as well uh just might be another weapon uh at Shador Sanders's disposal uh uh, on an offense that has plenty of them. You know, earlier I said I think the absence of Hunter will be felt most on defense. I think they're going to be okay on offense. Obviously, they're a better offense uh, with him. But, uh, you know, the way we've seen this team play so far, I, I certainly think they have the players that can uh, kind of fill the void while he's gone on offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at uh, Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn, They've got 51 catches between them, and uh, you know Mikey Harrison obviously had a big game, and they've got other receivers that you know have not even really you know got on track yet. I mean, Tavares Dawson had the big game against Nebraska, but they've got other guys. I'm not too worried about them offensively without Travis Hunter. I think that he's a great addition and makes them better on offense, but I think they're okay uh, without him. But it, it's defense that I worry about. But um, you know, offensively, you know, we keep saying it, but I mean they they have to get that run game going and, and you're right. They don't need the, you know, 50, 50 balance, but like right now uh, the run game is accounting for like 13% of their offense, you know, and that's not good. 61 yards a game. Uh, so, you know, they got to get that going. And I, I think Shadur can make it work, you know, uh, regardless, I think, I think he's that talented, but it's really that, that defense that I worry about going into a game like this, because I don't know how they're going to stop that Oregon offense. Yeah, and again, it'll put a lot of pressure on that offense. Um, you know, how far can you fall behind in a game like this? Uh, if you don't answer right away, uh, you know, how, how much does that kind of put you behind the eight ball going forward? So uh, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I certainly think the bus can keep pace offensively. Uh, you know, I think I'm like everyone else. I think we're expecting a high-scoring game on Saturday. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see, you know, what Oregon draws up defensively because, you know, as we mentioned – you know, Nebraska and Colorado State have had success against uh, CU's offense for good chunks of the last two games. You know, Oregon's probably a better defense than both of those two. And so, um, you know, what do what does Oregon do here to try to slow the buffs down? They've got to have some answers. I'm I'm more confident, um, you know, in a Shadur Sanders offense though than than obviously we've seen in the past. I mean, I think the buffs will score a little bit more than they than they have in the past uh, couple games against Oregon. Well, what's your prediction? I know we talked about, uh, you know, as, as we're talking here, we talked about it uh, in passing earlier today, but uh, how do you think this is going to go down? And, you know, I think the Buffs got uh, another big win in them. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, again, Adam Munster-Tiger and I were talking about this before, like, you know, you almost, if uh, 
if you don't pick the Buffs to win, you got these people that are, you know, maybe a hater, but um, I'm not going to pick them to win this game, but I think the Buffs are going to play well. And I, I don't think there's any shame in going out to the number 10 team in the country and losing a football game. Um, but I, I just think Oregon's the best opponent they've played to this point, and I don't think that Colorado's quite to that level. I still think this is going to be a really good uh, season for Colorado, but I, I do think this is going to be their first loss. Um, I, I'm picking Oregon 38 to 24, and you know, but it's a game to me that it's going to be a competitive game into the fourth quarter. Maybe Oregon gets a late score to put it away, but um, you know, I see Oregon 38 24. What about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little closer. I was waffling a little bit. I like the bus chances, too. Uh, I'm like you. I think they're going to go there and and show well. Um, but I, I I think the 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 Ducks are going to find a way in the second half uh, to get it done. Uh, I think it'll be 35-31 Oregon. You know, but I do think they're going to uh, – right now, you know, we'll see what happens this week. I don't want to make a absolute prediction on, on USC – next week but you know i think they can maybe split these if you split these games i still think you have a decent shot of being there in the end in the pac 12 um it's going to be really tough to run the table in this league this year yeah you know i mean they got six of their of their nine opponents in the pac 12 are currently ranked in the top 25 and so if they run the table in the pac 12 obviously that means they're 12 and 0 and they're going to be competing for a national title but um it would be extremely impressive uh, to run the table in the Pac-12 this year. Um, I, I think that there's probably maybe four possibilities for teams that could do that, and two of them are Oregon and USC. The other two are maybe Washington and, and Utah, uh, but I don't think Colorado is one of those. I think it'll be tough to do, and that's why I mean I think if the Buffs can get out of this these two weeks with the split, uh, they're still going to be right there in the thick of things. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm just saying as far as running the table, I think there's – I don't think Colorado is one of those teams that could do it, but you're right. If they can get a split, uh, then I think that's fantastic. I mean, getting a split in these in these next two games would be well above what people uh, expect them to do. And so um, I think they're going to show well, though. I think it's going to be a fun game out there in Eugene. Well, you enjoy it uh, while these before these two teams go their separate ways. Yes, it will be fun, and uh, you know we'll be back. You and I will be back next week, and we'll. Preview another home game, another big noon kickoff, and um, probably, I don't know, probably some more celebrities and things like that in Boulder. That's just <laughs> kind of becoming, you know, an old hat, right? You're just uh, bringing in yeah. more celebrities, things like that. No big deal. Exactly. Uh, a couple of quick notes before we sign off. Uh, big, big, big women's soccer game this week uh, at home. If you haven't been under the lights yet over at Print Up, this will be a good week to – to do it, maybe a little warm up for the football game on Saturday, Friday night. Colorado's up to number 20 in the national rankings. They're going to be hosting the defending champs, number five, UCLA, seven o'clock at Prenup. Uh, volleyball also been playing pretty, really well. Really bizarre uh, series against CSU last week with uh, both teams rallying on each other's home floor. Uh, but the bus got out of that with a split, finished non conference play by beating DU. And they open uh, Pac-12 play this weekend as well with a couple tough ones. Thursday night against Utah, and then Sunday, the big one, noon against number four, Stanford. Awesome. So lots of stuff going on. And um, I think it's, was it four Colorado teams that are ranked nationally right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a pretty good fall for uh, for Colorado athletics. And uh, it'll continue um, as uh, – 
we go throughout you know this fall and you know obviously the football is a big one this week so it'll be interesting to see if the buffs can get a victory out in eugene well uh brian howell will be on hand for us and uh looking forward to reading your coverage sir pat we'll talk to you next week all right brian safe travels and thanks everyone as always for listening